Hi, everybody. You're listening to No Limits, episode 55. Today, we're going to talk about lots of PlayStation 5s being sold, lots of cool games, and maybe some not-so-cool things. (laughs) We'll see you after the intro. Okay, after a really awkward silence, I think that that intro is not the right intro. <laughs> I couldn't tell you because it never plays on my oh, end. So My headphones disconnected. That explains a lot more. Yeah. I started recording, or the intro started playing my headphones, I guess, decided to cut out at that exact moment. Hold on just a moment. Holding. Perfect timing. Okay, they should be good now. Excellent. This is the usual kind of quality start to content. So something something's going on here. I don't know what's happening. You're you're going all framey. I can't hear anything. This isn't good. I'm holding down the fort. I'm just going to keep talking. Hello, everyone. I'm 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 doing well. You know, uh, <laughs> that's what I assume Bree would ask me. Oh no, I can hear. I can hear. I can hear you now. I'm back. Okay, that was Excellent. crazy. Sorry, guys. Um, my headphones. What else? What else do they then. expect? What else do they expect? This is besides this is, the crazy this is the time. Kind of thing. Yeah, this is what they need. What they yeah, need. that's true. I feel like almost every time there's a technical issue on my end, it's when it's just us. So I'm not saying it's your fault, but <laughs> it, it, it's 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 you know for some reason it just likes to kick us while we're down. We, we lose Taylor, and then then issues or more issues arise. Yeah, Taylor's gone. Forever. Never getting him back. <sighs> Sad. He's actually, he's camping, which is basically the same thing in my head. I hate camping yeah. so much. He's just lost to the wild. <sighs> let, let me tell you guys, a pro tip, if anybody ever takes, I don't know why anybody would ever take me camping, but if anybody takes me camping that's listening to this, my mom knows, I'm sure she's listening. Don't come without a coloring book. If you come without a coloring book, I will be so angry. <laughs> That's all I do that's while camping. That's a very camping. specific request. Yeah, that's all I do while I camp is I sit in color. You so. don't like go out on walks in nature, which is no. I just sit in misery, wishing I wasn't there. <laughs> in color. Damn. So I wasn't kidding. I really don't like it. Anyways, there's so many. If you want to like just have people make fun of me ask my cousins about going camping like i i swear they have so many stories about how i act ridiculous while i'm camping so Mm. anyways um (laughs) i heard you were talking about how you're doing well busy i'm assuming you were also mentioned okay Mm -hmm. okay good good you've been playing anything cool um not really getting ever closer to that 250 
I am. I'm trying desperately because I'm. I'm. Spider Man Two is going to be two fifty. I'm. I'm. I'm making it happen. So I've got to get I feel nine. Like you might be too close. No, 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 no. Because I'll just. I'll just. I'll go out of my way to not hundred percent anything. You know. Oh, okay. So you're just going to get to the two forty nine and then just stop platinuming stuff. Yes. Yeah, okay. which I think will line up quite well because I'm going to be very busy very shortly. Um, so I won't really have the time to go out and just 100% random things. So if I can get a couple in before the the deluge of work starts. Like my little pony. Then if that's what needs to be done, I will do it. Um, yeah. I would imagine then over the next couple of months, naturally, I'll manage to sort of smash out a couple here and there um, in in the brief bit of downtime that I get. So then, then uh, Spider Man Two can be a nice big, you know, round number. Beautiful. So I haven't really been playing anything particular. Um, I've been just dabbling in older stuff, um, trying to get those 100 so i've played a little bit of uh sack boy big adventure um i've played a little bit of I, I said the other week but the wilder heart that little indie game i'm still playing mm. that um done some power wash simulator because you know it's just because the serotonin burst i i love me power washing in real life doing it i've never virtually. seen it in real life You've I've never seen videos, seen but... Oh, okay, I was going to say. But you've never actually like been there whilst it's being done. Yes, that is correct. One of, one of the most satisfying things ever. Um, particularly if, honest, if somebody is doing it well. I'm a little scared of it. Why? Because I heard that you can get really hurt if you don't pay attention. No, no. Uh, I mean, the water's coming out very strong, but it, like you can hold a like you know the handheld jet thing you can hold that like mm -hmm. directly on your foot like just hover it a little bit above your foot and fire it at practically okay. full blast and it it wouldn't like break the skin it wouldn't it would sting a little bit just from like the, the pressure and speed of the water but it's not like it's not like you're going to cut the top of your foot off if you <laughs> aren't careful with where you're aiming the, the jet so okay <laughs> that's um, good yeah, so nothing, nothing in particular, really. I've just been dabbling a little bit. Um, okay. I don't th okay. think since last time there's anything major to report. So yeah, that just those three, really. Okay. Sounds like a good time. Yeah. Um, I what have I been doing? Uh, playing Final Fantasy sixteen off and on. I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen off and on. I have not met my weekly duty numbers this week so i gotta do that today i'll probably be playing final fantasy most of the day yeah um oh my goodness hold on i have to look up this disney plus show because i've been trying to talk about it and i keep forgetting the name of it um the bear uh kizazi moto that was not even slightly close to what i said there's a show called Kizazimoto on Disney Plus, and it's an anthology series, but it's all like based on like like uh, 
like African mythology and lore and stuff like that. And it's like very, it's very like uh, if Disney did uh, Love, Love, Death and Robots, I think is the name oh. of the It's like that, but like you have to remember it's Disney. So it does kind of get dark, but like it's not like sex and blood every other frame. So it's really good. And I keep forgetting to talk about it. I've watched the first five episodes. They're all pretty short and there's 10 total. So highly Generation Fire. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very good. Um, okay. That is the one I wanted to make sure I talked about. So I'm I'm proud of myself. I did it. High five, Brianna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay, let's go ahead and uh get into the story. Um, okay, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't care if I take odds or evens. You you take this one, you know? You take it. Oh, sure, sure. I'm very passionate about this one. Okay, let's yeah. sorry, time code. Um, okay, PlayStation has sold 40 million PlayStation 5s. Despite the supply chain issues and the problems caused by the pandemic, Sony says that the PS5 is now well-stocked. They announced that they've sold over 40 million PlayStation 5 consoles despite all of the challenges. Um, Unlike the press release shared when the PlayStation 5 crossed 10 million in July 2021, Sony didn't call its flagship console out as the fastest-selling console in the history in the history of Sony Interactive Entertainment, reflecting a slower pace of sales uh, even as the supply issues have ebbed. Uh, the sales have begun to ramp up this year um, just due to having more supplies. <laughs> it feels like the moment there's a PlayStation available, they're gone. I guess not anymore, but historically. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of consoles they shipped uh, from January to March of 2023 was at 6.3 million units. Jesus. The same time last year, they shipped just 2 million. So over triple. Um, for more months than I care. Sorry, this is a quote. <clears throat> this is from Jim Ryan. For more months than I care to remember, we kept thanking our community for their patience while working through these issues. But now PlayStation 5 supply is well stocked and we're seeing that pent up demand finally being met. Nice. demand. I don't know why he said that. <laughs> Anyways. Well, like you say, because because there's been a demand that couldn't be met in terms of Yeah, but there could it's phrasing is all I was saying. Anyways. Yeah, but the demand the demand has been pent up because people want to buy them but can't. So proverbially they've now blown the PlayStation 5 load. Like you didn't have to go there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> proverbially. <laughs> that isn't like the only context that you can use those words within. Pent I up mean, can, is, is in, a, in a multitude of different. It's the only time I've heard that used. Expand your lexicon, Brie, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. Or, or don't. Do, do, do whatever. <laughs> Who, what's, who, who am Not I the saying? whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats to PlayStation for selling so many units. That's really yeah. awesome for them. And if I had to guess, I would say PlayStation 5 probably would have been like one of, if not the best selling console without the supply chain issues. So it's interesting. 
I still think it could reach that ultimately by the end of the console lifespan. Um, because maybe not with the pro coming out, right? Unless they're combining them, it, it would be combined. It's the you same think? for like PS4 lifetime sales, they don't differentiate between pro and it's just PS4 lifetime sales. Mm. Okay, so you know, like Nintendo don't do it because they have completely different consoles each time, they don't do really iterations. Obviously, there's technically different versions of the Switch, but like it's just a switch do you know what i mean like it's not mm-hmm. so it's like they they have the the wii lifetime sales and the wii u it's like there 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 is a tangible difference between those two but it would just be yeah. ps5 regardless of what um skews they put out um i think it could reach it obviously that depends on the length of the the console lifespan um but put it this way the demand seems to only be increasing as time goes on like as you said, yeah. the even though technically it could be resulted just from the supply shortage being resolved, the amount of PS5s they are selling in the same amount of time in consecutive years is increasing. Yeah, here's here's the thing though. So I'm I'm so I'm looking now at like best place best selling consoles of all time. Mm-hmm. The PlayStation Two hit over 155 million yeah and we're just hitting 40 yeah so i would have a hard time saying that the playstation it's going to beat the playstation 2 and it would have a hard time beating it i feel like we may be at a point where the playstation 2 is may just for a very, very, very long time be the best-selling console because it had that dual purpose of being a DVD player as well, which caused so many people to buy it. Sure. So, what, what's, the, what's the PS4 at? The PS4 was at 117.2 million. Okay, well, I mean, that, that's, I'll change my my statement then. I think it's it's highly likely that it will become one of the best selling mm-hmm. and i could easily see it surpassing ps4 very easily i agree with that um it could so, surpass game boy as well because game boy is only 118 yeah 0.69 million yeah well, what's a million you know easy they can clear that no problem easy peasy. i mean when you look at it like numbers like this it does look easy <laughs> particularly when you think like if by the time the PlayStation 6 comes out, you do have that interstitial period where there are still cross-gen games being released. The PS5 is still being supported even after the next console generation launches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like we've seen with PS4 and PS5, there is still that crossover where they are, up until recently, have been selling PS4 still. Um, so that can help buffer those numbers a little bit as well. Um but yeah, regardless of which way you spin it, it's incredibly impressive. Um, and again, mm-hmm. not to be console worry, but in comparison to something like an like Xbox, it is They're incredibly impressive numbers. Um, oh no! Do you want to know something so sad? <laughs> okay. Okay, so the Series X slash S is at twenty one million. Yeah. Approximately. Yeah. The Quest Two is at twenty million. <laughs> Yeah, it's like right behind it. it. It's it's not great, um, and 
you know, to give them, you know, to be fair, they've said they aren't as concerned about console anymore. They're sort of shifting away from that strategy. I'm not sure how true that is. I think they're just saying that because they're trailing they're behind. Um, you know, uh, I think if if they were in first place in the console market, they they wouldn't be saying the things they're saying now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they wouldn't be saying we're going to shift away from console because why would they if they're first place? Um, but yeah, like it, it goes to show that Sony are still, you know, market leaders it's just how it is at the minute that they have so much mm. cachet with you know the the video game space in general and the the more mass market that that is it, it's by osmosis branching out into the more mainstream um and it, it has that name recognition that you know not that i think xbox series x and s are necessarily difficult to understand for like a general consumer but there is something very very cut and dry very simple to the point about you know playstation this is the fifth one mm -hmm. whereas and they did that to themselves too <laughs> yeah and like like we've said in the discord it's sort of the fact that not only are there two consoles for the xbox but that they are actively different SKUs in terms of performance and power and, and capability and all that stuff. I think that that is maybe we will never know having some kind of tangible effect on the sales mm -hmm. because if you have a choice of, I know that this is definitively the PlayStation console, I will be having the best experience if I buy this regardless of whether it's physical or digital version. And you then have the other option of, oh, but okay, now I've got to pick between a, a digital-only console that is actively weaker than the physical version that costs more, yes, like the PS5 digital and PS5 physical, but it, it's like that. there's so many sort of minutiae things going on with the Xbox having to pick between the two. And then on top of that, you've got like the different Game Pass things and the Game Pass core that's just been introduced. I think that there are hurdles mm -hmm. for, for a consumer that aren't necessarily going to be present if you just decide to opt to buy a PS5. And that's not even taking into consideration software yeah, um, output, which obviously Sony has the upper hand in currently. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's impressive we, we can't champion it because we're not like corporate shills but um it's nice to know that they're continuing to succeed because they've had a unmatched output for a long time now mm -hmm. um and it seems that trend is continuing i would agree I was just looking. It looks like PlayStation has sold more units every generation. There's not one that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, Xbox were in, were in the lead with the 360 for a while. Mm -hmm. But then at the very end of that life cycle, Three million because more. the PS3 <laughs> started putting out, that's when technically really when the sort of banger, bang, banger, 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 banger machine um of playstation studios that that's when it kicked into gear with like last of us and stuff like that so mm. 
then you saw that sales uptick that just nudged them over the top. And obviously, we know what happened with PS4 and Xbox One. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Who, know, who, who knew, you know, good quality software at uh, a relatively frequent rate? Uh, that's what shifts units. No order guess. Oh, that can't be true. <laughs> no, no, because there's no proof of it working. There's right? no proof. <laughs> Except multiple console generations at this point. <clears throat> anyway, anyway. Um, let's move true. on to the next story, shall we? Okay, your turn. Yes, we, we now have the PlayStation Plus monthly games for August 2023, and they are as follows. Uh, PGA Tour 2K23 for both PS5 and PS4. Dreams for PS4 and Death Store for PS5 and PS4. Uh, these will be available to PlayStation Plus members on Tuesday, August 1st, which is only a couple of days away at time of recording. It'll be even closer for you listening, if not already happening, depending on how punctual you are to these uploads. Um, and they this will is be available August 1st. <laughs> Again, exactly. It's like <laughs> either we're there. Hey, Roll out in different different regions for when the, they go live on the on the PlayStation Plus store sure. thingy. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm just casting a wide net, just in okay. case. They're just pro- in case they're probably available for you right now. Okay, unless they're, you're listening to this in September. In which case they're not, because they are only available <laughs> until Monday, September fourth. <laughs> so be sure to redeem them. Right. Right. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to redeem two of these. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Actually, I'm probably not going to redeem any of these. I already own Death Store. I've already played. I'm like really, really close to 100%ing Death Store. It's a fantastic game. I love this game so much, you guys. If you don't play any of these, play Death Store. It's so cute. It's the mechanics are amazing the story is really interesting there is a lot of really fun like one of the one of the bosses you fight is like grandma <laughs> like it's very clever i love is, is that still so the one where you play as like a crow or something mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah i think do. i played it for like half an hour maybe um, when i booted up my xbox um because it, it dropped in Game Pass at that time. Mm. Um, I, it's, I think it's going to maybe for me, and I know this is going to hurt you when I say it, it's going to, I think the vibe I'm getting is it's kind of going to be like a tunic for me, where everything on paper about the game is up my alley, but mm. for some reason it just doesn't click with me. Um. Like I, I love the roguelike stuff. I like the kind of sort of darker sort of humor that seems to be present in there. Um, the upgrades and everything. I'm, that's so what didn't that. you like about Tunic? Like specifically? I, I can't even pinpoint it for you, which is the frustrating thing. It's just that I'm playing it and I... Because I know that there are unique elements to Tunic, and I'm sure there are at Death Store as well, but I feel like I've played so many of those kind of games that for for some personal subjective reason, I find myself burning out on those kind of games faster than I do other genres, even if I play Mm -hmm. other genres 
even more frequently. Um, so I think it just, okay. like it's not something that I can actively describe to you as to why. And I might be wrong because I will redeem it and I will give it another go. But it's just I get that vibe that maybe I do play it for two or three hours, but ultimately I kind of drop off of it just because it doesn't manage to to really sink its hooks into me in the way that I mm. sort of am, am hoping these kind of games do. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely give it a try because you're, you are right. It's definitely like tunic, especially like the art style. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is different enough because tunic is very much like you're kind of discovering what's going on in the world by piecing together like the book. Mm -hmm. Um, death store doesn't have anything like that. Um, you're just trying to collect souls basically. Yeah. So I I would recommend at least trying this out for sure. Um, it's different enough from Tunic that it might it might be okay. Yeah. I, I guess as well, like, and I know that this is going to sound like very reductive. Mm. And I don't mean this to be insulting, but it's I, I think also part of it is like playing these kind of isometric roguelite dark soulsy souls like games. When I'm playing them, I, I I guess there's almost like a, a thing in my head that's nagging me saying, why aren't you just playing, like, again, not meant to be reductive, but a proper roguelite e-souls, born type kind of game. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be insulting, but like, when when they know. are the sort of isometric kind of top-downy things, I prefer with that kind of gameplay style, particularly. Um, especially I think if we're talking about Death Door. Um, like you say, collecting souls and stuff. I find myself hungering to just go back to playing something like a Bloodborne or a with again, because Blood Bloodborne, not that I know Death Door, but like in terms of tone and like aesthetic, it does seem to be quite gothic y. So, I would say it's probably closer to Bloodborne than anything else, but yeah. it's definitely not like. No, no, no. I, I know. Again, I'm sort of being a bit reductive, but um, yeah. I think that that might be part of the issue for me as well, where I'm just sort of like, oh, it's making me itch to go back and play Bloodborne again, even though I've played it X amount of times. Is yeah, it, I mean, I think I it's that. Get it? But I would say, like, when I play games like this, I would say I almost get more of an itch for Hollow Knight than I do. That, that's true as well for, yeah that's fair for dark souls games you know what i mean and i i really do i mean i don't know i really do enjoy this genre of games and i i don't want to say like i need more i think i've had like a perfect amount thus far but like stuff like link's awakening which i know isn't as hard but link's awakening death store tunic stuff like that where it's like almost like an old version of legend of zelda had like a child with like dark souls <laughs> it's like mm. perfect so I like them, yeah. but I'll give it a go, everybody. But uh, outside well, of this, because it's free it's... and you can't not redeem it. Yeah, because I will redeem all three oh of these. Even though I'm never going to play PGA Tour 2K20 unless it's got an easy platinum. I doubt it has. Uh, I'll redeem it though because oh they're giving it to me for free for a very limited amount of time. Doesn't take any space on my hard drive, and uh, you never know, you know. And you, you can say you do golf? know. You can say you do know, because I probably will never, ever, ever, ever play PGA Tour. 
but I can get it for free. So it's like, and I know we've been over this. You don't like the clutter in your library. I can get that. But still, anyway, um, that's a pretty lackluster offering, I think, overall. Uh, you know, Death Door, you say is great. I will be trying that. PGA Tour is, is speaking to a very, very, very specific niche minority, I think. Um, and Dreams is cool, but it's about two and a half years too late. Um, this it's not necessarily so not necessarily at launch, but this should have been as close to the launch of the game being put into PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. um, as possible. And I know that would have been prior to the PlayStation Plus revamp, but this could have still easily just been one of the monthly games as it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's the kind of game that needs to have a massive audience really to thrive. And we already know that support is being discontinued. Um, you'll still be able to access everything and use it, but there isn't going to be ongoing support anymore. So it, it, I, I'm sure there are people that are going to dive into the game and try it out now that it's available for free. Mm-hmm. But I think that on the flip side, the fact that we already know that there isn't going to be any more new stuff coming to the game, be it a PS5 native version, VR support, anything like that. Um, I think that that is going to maybe off-put people from trying it, even though it is free now. Whereas a year or two ago, you probably would have had people diving in just because it seemed like a, a thriving community at the time, if not small thriving community. Probably. Rest in peace, dreams. <laughs> yeah. Sweet dreams, dreams. Hopefully, Media Molecule can recover, you know? Hopefully. I mean, who knows? We we already... We, we've lost too many nice, cute, small, artsy studios from PlayStation recently. We can't, we can't be losing this one as well. They just murder them, too. <laughs> Hey, I, <laughs> I I adored Concrete Genie. I still haven't um, played it, which is probably really bad. I I think Concrete Genie, maybe hot take, is more creative and vibey and uh, enthralling than anything Medium Molecule have done, and they mm-hmm. shut that studio down. So, you know. I'm surprised Media Molecule is still standing. I guess it's the lineage thing that's keeping it going. Um, and just like the the size of the studio, perhaps. But I think, you know, they're on they're they're stepping on eggshells at the minute. I think that they need to produce something great or else they might be in real, real danger. Yeah. They're like Time dreams to. too. <laughs> Death knell. They're just putting the nail in the coffin. Uh, okay. Um, all right, let's hit this next one. This one should be quick. Uh, hold on, let me... Oh, oh, time codes, sorry. Next one, um, so Sea of Stars will be available launch day as a PlayStation Plus uh, game catalog title as of August 29th, and the demo is already out. And man, the art looks so pretty. Um, so this is from the PlayStation blog. Um, this is Felipe Dione. I don't know. I'm so sorry if I pronounced that wrong. 
Um, this is the level designer from Sabotage Studio. So um, he just writes a little blurb about um, the game. Um, if you want to go and read that, um, they're going. They're talking about like not only the game being available and the demo being available, um, but they're talking about like why traversal is important to their vision of the game and like all of that fun level design stuff, which I find really cool. Um, they have like some uh, concept art of the travel design or the travel uh, traversal. Goodness gracious traversal design as well which is like really cool um this game looks really pretty it does it does and i think the the main thing is that it just a simultaneous um day one game pass thing as well mm -hmm. which is pretty unheard of i think this might actually i don't want to speak out of turn but it to me it feels like the first time that it might be it might be the first yeah because I know that there have been like close things where they've launched quite close together, but typically it's one or the other. Um, I don't know whether that is an indication of both corporations having extreme faith in the game from what they've seen. Um, I don't know whether it's just coincidence that they have managed to work out a deal that isn't bound by any kind of exclusivity I, I don't know why specifically this game because i know that I, I played the messenger which was their previous game um and and thoroughly enjoyed it but the messenger know, it, it, i own but i haven't played yet it, it's kind of like a team cherry thing to me where mm. i would almost envision this happening to something like a silk song as opposed to this not that the messenger okay. wasn't well received because it was, but I think like if I if I were to predict the first game, assuming this is the first, to have a simultaneous launch on both subscription services, I would have thought it would have been from an indie team, but from something that is. But then I guess they know that that game would sell like hotcakes regardless, so. I don't, I don't know. It, it's strange. I, I do wonder why specifically what dealings made this game the one. Um, but hey, everybody playing on Xbox and PlayStation can can get it for free as long as they're on subscription services. So I, I don't know if I'm going to play it personally. Um, just because I'm not really again. Uh, I'm not into those kind of pixelated, stylized RPG type things. Not this. Do you know if it's turn-based? It's not, right? I don't know, honestly. Okay. Because um, that's going to be the killer for me. The brief marketing that I have seen, it, it just hasn't grabbed me yet. And th these kind of games don't really kind of the closest thing I drew comparison to was something like an Octopath Traveler kind of situation. Um, mm -hmm. and okay, it is a turn-based RPG. Yeah, that, that well, that's lost me then. Yeah, that's lost me too. <laughs> Still looks cool. Like, I agree with you that it looks gorgeous. Um, obviously great for the team that they get the support on both both platforms, but um, it seems neither of us will be playing it. Maybe, maybe, it's, a, maybe it's a Taylor spiel gig. You know, maybe. maybe it's for him. I mean, I'll probably like 
this one I probably will redeem because there is a chance oh, yeah, that I yeah. may want to play this at some point. Yeah. But um and if it if it no. gets like stellar reviews, I probably will give it a go. Um but I don't see myself sticking with it for any real length of time. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty All right, the next cool. one. It looks like Insomniac Games is working on a third unannounced triple A title in addition to Spider-Man twin Sp Spider-Man 2. I was about to say, say Spider-Man <laughs> I was about to say Spider-Man 2023, but that would that's not correct. Uh, mm. I mean technically it is, but in addition to Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. Uh reading from Video Games Chronicle. Uh, this is interesting. I'll get to uh, I'll read the article first. Um, according to a live stream held by the Full Sail University last September, which is just now being circulated on social media, um, project director Erin Eberhardt claimed they were helming an unannounced project at the studio. Uh, Eberhardt previously worked on PlayStation Now at Sony, as well as Blizzard's eSports initiative. Uh, she says, quote, this is actually my first AAA game project now. I'm the project director here on an unannounced project. I'm very excited to actually be making the games now. Uh, Eberhardt joined Insomniac just before the studio began advertising for a multiplayer project. Uh, Insomniac is officially working on a pair of Marvel titles, as we know, um, but it is best known for the Wretch and Clank series, which we got Rift, Rift Apart in 2021. Um, uh, that, 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 although the trademark registry isn't indicative of any plans to revive the game, this did coincide closely with Sunset Overdrive's director rejoining Insomniac the same year that uh, Sunset Overdrive was registered um, patent-wise at Sony. So they're working on a third game, um, which... Uh, why I said it was weird is because I thought this was already a known thing that they had a third game on the go. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I've known that for a long time, and I feel like I thought so as well. I felt because like they've as said well. as well, like, they've been very open that they are hiring for multiplayer, and they've said Spider Man doesn't have multiplayer, and Wolverine isn't going to have multiplayer. <laughs> A bunch of wolverines running around <laughs> stabbing each other over and over again um so i was like yeah it's a it's a known quantity this is a foregone conclusion that they're working on a third game that is the multiplayer thing um there there are two questions that spring to mind okay. though that are actually worth talking about what do you think this multiplayer project is Okay. Do you think it's 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 from an IP that they already have? Okay. Like, okay, is it a is it a standalone co-op multiplayer Spider-Man thing, like a Spider-Verse game? Is it uh, is it a co-op Ratchet and Clank thing where you can play as Ratchet and Rivet from Rift Apart? Is it okay? Are, so, are they speaking to my heart and are they bringing back resistance brie are they are they doing it are they the ones that made resistance they are yeah oh okay maybe then 
it, it's not. They're, they're not going to do that. Although Xbox do have COD now, so they need a first-person shooter. Yeah. Just saying. So that that was actually going to be my answer. My my original. real answer is that's it's probably going to be just like another COD. That's probably the real answer. So you think it's a, a new IP? I or resistance or whatever fits the bill for reviving like this genre for them. So my, you think you think it will specifically be an FPS? I do. Yes. Interesting. However, what I want is a Spider-Verse game. <laughs> so I mean it's two different answers like one that i think is what's actually happening just because they're going so hard that like we gotta have fps we gotta have mmos we gotta have like all these anyways that yeah. that's why i think that and um we would just be too lucky to get a spider-verse game what i would hope though is that if it is a spider-verse game which i don't necessarily think that it is because I, I feel like, not that I personally feel like this, but I think that there would be a sentiment shared that Insomniac are just doing Spider-Man and we've gotten too much Spider-Man in game okay. form in a short span of time. Like, I know that a Spider-Verse game, in theory, would be technically different in a, in a multiplayer context to the single-player Spider-Man games, but... I think that there is a concern there that maybe they are, it would feel too samey, particularly with Spider-Man 2 being on the horizon. Um, unless it was a more concise, very focused multiplayer experience. It, it wasn't a necessarily full-blown live service, ongoing support kind of thing. Because I think not only do you have the Spider-Man repetitiveness issue, you might not necessarily think this, but as somebody who has been consuming practically all comic book media for over a decade now, the general consensus from people is that the multiverse has been done to death. Mm. So if they t theoretically were doing a Spider-Verse game and it was on the larger scale, that would theoretically mean we aren't going to see it for at least a couple of years. And I just dread to think what public sentiment on the multiverse shenanigans um, sort of take where that's going to sit by the time this theoretical game came out. Um, so okay. I, I I do think it will be a new IP. Personally. I have. OK, OK. I have to tell you what my brain just told me because... <laughs> It made me laugh. So my brain was like, what if it's like Spider-Verse? And then I was like thinking about like how you could all have your own different like world, right? You have your assigned number, your world, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. All part of the Spider-Verse. And then <laughs> my brain was like, it could be an Animal Crossing where you go visit each other's worlds. <laughs> Animal Crossing Spider-Verse, give it to me The worst part about that is it doesn't actually sound like a bad, an overly bad idea. Um, 
I, th I think I think that the the interesting thing is that Insomniac, with all of their IP, both ongoing and historic, they're technically all poised to be multiplayer worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it is a Spider Verse game for, from the Spider Man Marvel stuff, whether it is a co op Ratchet and Clank, because guess what, the last Ratchet and Clank game that was received very well, it introduced a second playable character that is actively interacting with ratchet so you could have it be a they are traveling across the universe together kind of thing it could be resistance bringing brought back please for the love of god uh, even if it's a multiplayer sense. only title i will take it i will take it it could even what? be on sunset overdrive like sony owned that now as an ip I and I that. think that there is potential inherent within that IP. Okay, so here's here's the thing. With Resistance, it has, like, the core, like, fan base, mm -hmm. right? Like, it already has the fan base there, which yep. will bring a bunch of players, and so it'll get a hype around the game if they do that, right? Yep. So they, they will not only have the built-in hype, but then people will be like, oh, look, FPS, I like guns, mm -hmm. pew, pew. So I think it's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that is a, a salient point to make that particularly when you are trying, even if it is coming from like a renowned studio like Insomniac is at this point, it is inherently a harder sell to pitch a multiplayer project to people because, as we all know, the multiplayer live service space is so saturated at this point anyway, and people are already very much in the trenches with the games that they have chosen to dedicate themselves to already. Mm -hmm. So if it was a multiplayer project, which everything says it is, it it would logically from us who, who doesn't necessarily know all that much um, about the inner workings of these kind of studios, it would theoretically make more sense to have a established IP attached to that multiplayer project to make it more of an easier pill to swallow and to lure more people in rather than going hey here's this new ip that potentially not saying that insomniac would but looks relatively generic and blends into the crowd more mm -hmm. um so i again time will tell i guess I'm intrigued. I think that when we get a live reaction of Sam just sobbing because resistance is coming back. If we see <laughs> an alien skull with with four eye holes and just some sharp teeth, I will scream um, <laughs> and eat, eat a hat that I will find from somewhere. Um, <laughs> Do you I not think... own hats? <laughs> I do, but like oh, oh, I don't okay. have any to hand is what I mean. Like I'll actively oh, okay. go and find a hat. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Insomniac have done nothing to suggest that I should not put my utmost faith in them to deliver a quality experience. That's true. Um, both in terms of just general gameplay and mechanics and how it feels to play a game, but also they do have technically multiplayer lineage and history so whether it's an fps an established ip or not um i think that 
of all of the live service multiplayer attempts, Insomniac is one of the more likely studios to succeed. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed for them. Okay. Um, alrighty, next one is my turn. Let me get the time code. Um, okay, so uh Ratchet and Clink Rift Apart peaks. Um, at less than 9,000 concurrent players on Steam, which is the third worst PC launch for PlayStation for a PlayStation game. Um, it launched uh, July 26th. The exact number was 8,757 concurrent players. Um, the game currently holds a very positive rating, um, with 84% of them being positive. Um, this makes Rift Apart the third worst, worst launch, only above Returnal and Sackboy. Oh wow! So Sackboy was six hundred and ten. Yeah. Uh, so top five titles are God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered, Remastered. Why did I say it like that? Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us Part One, and Days Gone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is where we're at. It looks like the game is performing fairly well, like in terms of like graphics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, not terribly, but I thought it was worth bringing up because I know a good discussion happened in the discord about it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I I do wonder why I think there's probably a multitude of factors that are determining why it's underperforming, if we want to say that, um, so much about this game was in the, in the marketing pre-release was about how it is specifically taking advantage of the PS5 hardware and its capabilities. So I think mm-hmm. one, you've got Ratchet and Clank fans from previous entries in the series would likely have been their day one on PS5, regardless, assuming they could get a PS5. I'm a huge Ratchet and Clank fan and I still haven't played it. My point still stands. Um, I think that, like I say, the the whole marketing thing about the PS5 was probably a factor in some people thinking, well, if I'm going to play it at all, I should probably play it on PS5 because they made this whole hullabaloo about how it is specifically tailored and built for the PlayStation 5 hardware. Not that necessarily everybody's going to fall for that, but I think that it's not an insignificant amount of people that maybe would be swayed by that kind of marketing. Mm. Um, And then, like I said in the Discord, I think that this is technically, even though Ratchet & Clank is a notable, like name recognition worthy franchise, I still think it is technically one of the more niche games that they've put out um, on PC. Um, like yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, even though Rift Apart is a phenomenal game, and Ratchet and Clank is a very beloved and well-reviewed series. I'm not surprised that it is trailing behind, like you said, God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man. Days Gone is a little bit surprising, but even then, Days Gone was kind of like a thing where, in contrast to Rift Apart. It kind of felt like the the PS4, because um, that's where that game released, 
was holding it back in terms of hardware and that the PC would be like unlocking it to be even better in terms of like the hordes of zombies mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think that a lot of people maybe would have been like, well, it didn't run excellently on PlayStation 4. So now that it's on PS uh, on PC, it could be that much better of an experience. So maybe that's why people dipped into it more. Um, but like, I don't want people to look at this news story, which is technically skewing negative. I don't want them to look at it and think that Rift Apart is not a game worth playing because it is, in my humble opinion, being a Ratchet and Clank fan for at least two decades at this point. Um, it is probably one of the best games that Sony First Party have put out in the past five years. So still go play it. If you have a PS5, just get it on PS5. You can get it for cheaper than you can on, on PC. Um, but if you if you really want to play it and you have a PC, it runs well. Digital Foundry told me so. <laughs> and it's worth playing. So that's the takeaway. Okay. Still play the game. Play it. Bray, play Absolutely. It. I will. Maybe. At Bray, some play point. it. <laughs> Should I play it before or after Last of Us 2? <laughs> My heart hurts. <sighs> okay. I love torturing you and Taylor. Okay. Um, <laughs> next one. Yeah. It's your uh, turn. Capcom supposedly intends to release an unannounced game by March 31st, 2024 that will, quote, sell millions. Uh, reading from Gaming Bolts. So it says, with Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6, and Exoprimal, Capcom has already had three major AAA releases in 2023 that have done incredibly well for the company, but it seems that another big title is lined up for release in the coming months. Uh, As reported by Bloomberg's Takahashi Mochizuki on Twitter, X, um, during its recent quarterly earnings call, Capcom confirmed that it intends to release an unannounced game by the end of the current fiscal year, which ends on March 31st, 2024, that will, quote, again, sell millions. What that game will be is, of course, still reading from the article here, anyone's best guess right now, though there's plenty of speculation that Capcom is preparing to release the next mainline Monster Hunter game. Please. The company is also currently working on Dragon's Dogma 2, which does not have a defined release window. Um, and the sci-fi action title for PS5, Pragmata, is also in the works, though that recently got indefinitely delayed after alleged development reboot. Development hell. <laughs> and they put out a video. Like, yeah. they put out a trailer announcing the delay, and we're like, we're yeah, sorry. Yeah, they're like, look how cool. <laughs> that, this isn't something you delayed. want to promote. What are you, what are you doing? So um, I was, I, the reason I brought this article up is because I just wanted to see what you thought it was. My guesses are either New Monster Hunter, Dragon Dogmas 2, Dragon's Dogma 2, or they already have the next Resident Evil lined up and that will hit around January. Hmm. And to be clear, not a new one, another remake. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
Not which that I know which, which one they'll would hit it next. Be, yeah, which one would it be remaking? I, I don't know. I have never, like, I've not played any of the old ones. They did say recently that they, they were gauging interest in remakes of non-mainline entries for Resident Evil. I'm not super well-versed in the franchise, so I don't know which of those kind of spin-off games is highest regarded. Revelations, maybe? Or like Veron mm -hmm. Code Veronica? Or was it I actually Code Veronica? think I have played Revelations, so yeah, that would make sense. And Code Veronica is also another one. I've heard of so... that quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, historically, it's been like the second to last week of January-ish time frame. Interesting. So, like in the twenties. So. Do, do what? What? Do, uh, this you probably don't know offhand, but I'd be interested in knowing like what was the cadence or, or the difference between the announcement unveiling. I can't tell if this is my connection or his connection. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think he was going to talk about the release window for uh, Resident Evil 2 versus 3 remake. Okay. So that the remake 2 would be January 25th, 2019. Um, let's check 3 um april 3rd 2020 so yeah they're not even a year apart from each other or i mean they are just over a year apart so i think that that's not an unrealistic timeline um they did take a bigger jump from remake three to four um but i think it's also because they had village in there as well so they've been releasing something once a year or once every other year so i don't think it's that crazy sorry i'm like really zoomed in I got distracted by the video. I don't think it's that crazy to say like that it could be another Resident Evil remake. So that's my guess. Um, we're just gonna sadly keep going. He's not messaged. Okay, he said his laptop froze. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to go ahead and hit this next story. Um, so PlayStation's Project Q gaming handheld leaked uh, images and video reveal more about the device. This is from IGN Taylor Lyles. Um, we already knew that PlayStation was working on the gaming handheld accessory for the PlayStation 5, but information on the device has been slim since its initial reveal over the weekend. Um, this was posted on J July 24th, so like uh, two weekends ago. For you guys listening. Um, so uh, over the weekend, images and videos leaked for the device, giving us a better idea of the OS Project Q will be running. Um, spotted on Reddit and Imgur. Is that how you pronounce that? Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, and published on Twitter by user Zuby underscore tech. Uh, the leaked images and videos showed the device running Android uh, OS. The operating system itself is bare bones and most likely not the final version of the handheld operating system. The images show a slight teardown and decent look at the Project Q's innards. Um, we learned from the we learned from the initial announcement that the device will include an eight-inch size tablet sandwiched by DualSense controllers. Um, but the biggest takeaway from the teardown is that the controllers will not detach from the device. 
Um, PlayStation has not reached out to IGN for co- or like PlayStation has not made a comment. Um, okay, so um, I don't really have any much anything much to say. Um, I think that it's kind of referring to like how the Switch has the detachable pieces. Um, I don't know. I think it would be better like storage wise for it to not like for it to be detachable because being able to detach the um the joy cons on the the switch does help with storage a lot like when you're trying to transport the switch and stuff like that which is kind of part of the i guess it it doesn't matter though because it is like you have to be local to your playstation so maybe it doesn't matter the handheld pieces i mean i think it still would be a nice design um mostly just bringing it up for um news purposes and i don't really have too much to say about it i will not be getting this i still don't understand the audience for this um yeah um if any of you guys get one though let me know how it is because i'm interested um this next one um is a story I put in here specifically for Sam. So we're going to go ahead and skip it um, while we wait for his laptop to come back online. And we're going to do the story that I care about to put in for myself. Let me write down the time code really quick. Sorry, it's easier when there's three of us um, to do the time codes. Um, okay. Final Fantasy 14 announces their new expansion, uh, Dawn Trail. Um, so... Um, I do, I'm pulling this article from Attack of the Fanboy because they give like a nicer breakdown of like everything that's been announced. So they just had their, oh, hold on. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, you know, sometimes your laptop just decides to hard reboot uh, with absolutely no warning. Um, just froze up, crashed, did whatever. Didn't blue screen or anything, but that, that happened. Just decided it was done. Okay, okay. Yeah, had enough of me talking. Okay, so, so just to catch you up here. So yeah. um, for what we're talking about with the Capcom stuff, um, Resident mm. Evil 2 remake released January 25th, 2019. Um, Resident Evil 3 released April 3rd, 2020. Okay. Uh, and then it was Village about a year and a half later, and then it was... For about a year and a half later. So they're hitting just about a year and a couple months between. So yeah. I don't think it's a stretch, especially if it's a smaller one, that it could be another Resident Evil. Potentially. My 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 guess, just to round that off, would be a Monster Hunter, because it feels about Mine is time. Well. Um about but I wouldn't time. be surprised if it was Resident Evil. I really hope it's, I'm just like, really, I'm dying for another Monster Hunter. I do have, like, the game, I have Game Pass. I'm playing the other Monster Hunter. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. Please give me another mm. Monster Hunter. Okay. Um. So, and then I did briefly talk about the Project Q gaming handheld. I don't have much to say besides it kind of looks dorky, as always. Um. And it probably would be a good idea for storage purposes to disconnect, to be able to disconnect the controller pieces. But since it's just local play, I kind of understand why they're not doing that. So, yeah, it, it, it's weird to, to see it in that kind of like 
alpha slash beta phase where it's not quite the OS isn't running properly and stuff like that. Uh, it, it, it's doing nothing to convince me to buy it. Basically, at the end of the day, that's it's just still a no from me. Okay, cool. Um, well, we'll just go back to because I was starting to talk about the Final Fantasy story, but I barely said anything. So okay. we'll go ahead and jump into the Phoenix Rising story, which I've been here for you. So go ahead. Sad. Um, sorry, I will get the link. Um, okay. Sources are telling that Ubisoft has cancelled Immortals Phoenix Rising sequel coming from Video Games Chronicle. Um, According to multiple development sources who told VGC anonymously, a follow-up game was an early development at Ubisoft Quebec, but company leadership ultimately decided to cancel it earlier this month due to perceived challenges around establishing the IP. Um, it, the original received generally favorable reviews, and Ubisoft's intention was to grow Immortals into a franchise. Um, Jeff Grubb reporting last year that intended to explore different mythologies other than Greece with future games, such as Hawaiian Polynesian myths. Um, the, the sources told BGC future plans for Immortals were cast into doubt after the company decided to pivot towards its most prominent brands. Uh, uh, in January, Ubisoft said it cancelled three unannounced games, not including the Immortals sequel and was planning to strengthen its focus on its biggest IPs and live services following weaker-than-expected software sales over the holiday season. Uh, VGC understands Immortals Phoenix Rising did find a modest audience, but a lot of it came via discounting. Uh, and to put it into context, its sales in Europe were around 70% lower than what Assassin's Creed Valhalla managed to achieve over a similar time frame. Um, a Ubisoft spokesperson has told the BGC that the company does not comment on rumors or speculation. Um, but yes, what else? What else would they say? Um, oh, sorry. There is an update from the 26th <laughs> of July where Ubisoft has responded to this specific story and said that it is, quote, reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio. As part of our global strategy, we are redirecting, reallocating some creative teams and resources within the Quebec studio to other unannounced projects. The expertise and technologies these teams developed will serve as an accelerator for the development of these key projects focused on our biggest brands. We have nothing further to share at this time. Mm. Boo. Sad day. Boo. I know, I, we all know Ubisoft is in a little bit of trouble at the minute. It's 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 sort of, it's, its head isn't under the water, but it's struggling to keep afloat, you know. Um, mm. And I, I get the the sort of impulse to, to resort back to the major brands and IPs, um, that being the Far Cries, the Assassin's Creeds. But as someone who has, in the not-too-distant past, fully played through 100% Phoenix Rising. If I was ever to play a Breath of the Wild type game, it would be these. Like, if they continued this as a franchise, I would be there day one for the next game. Because mm. um, Phoenix Rising is a really good game. 
like again this is just a subjective personal solitary opinion do not come at me <laughs> i think that this is what breath of the wild would look like if breath of the wild was good here's my thing though is like you refuse to like touch any nintendo games so like are you allowed to have it's, opinions it's, it's not it's not that i refuse to touch them it's just oh it I, is though i haven't committed to getting a switch that doesn't mean i haven't played games on switch because i have i've borrowed mm -hmm. friends switches multiple times um I've that would require a having friends. games <laughs> i walked into that one that's fine yeah um but like, and when I say that, like I know that objectively, Breath of the Wild is is a great game. But the the things that are prohibiting me from wanting to actively seek out and play it are things like weapon degradation, um, the way that the, the game handles stamina, at least to begin with. Um, it, it, there are those kind of things, and the general clunkiness that I've heard tangentially that that is associated with Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom, where they didn't really change all that much, um, where there were complaints. Phoenix Rising didn't have any of that. It didn't have weapon degradation. It just had the sense of exploration that I, I hear is the one of the best things about Tears of the uh, Breath of the Wild. And being a history nut as well, like being able to dive into Greek mythology was another huge hook for me um and getting access to like godlike powers and stuff it's it's I, i've said it on the discord but i think that it is probably one of the best games that ubisoft has made in at least a decade um and i know how it's talking about how similar it is to breath of the wild but the most original game that ubisoft has made because so much of these big IPs, the Assassin's Creed's and the Far Cry's have become ridiculously formulaic. Mm -hmm. um, and as much as Phoenix Rising was deriving so much from Breath of the Wild and other games of its ilk, it was still a new thing for Ubisoft to do. And it's unfortunate that they aren't willing to commit because as it says in the article, you know, Jeff Grubb reporting, going to different mythologies like yes sign me up for that get me a a japanese sort of feudal thing get me a hawaiian polynesian thing get me a i'll take whatever get me a, a norse thing you know like it works for god of war and it worked for phoenix rising in in the first game so it's unfortunate that we will likely now never see it I highly encourage people, if they are into the kind of Breath of the Wild games, try Phoenix Rising. You can probably get it dirt cheap now. Um, I think it's on subscription services, some maybe. Don't quote me on that, but I know I played it for free. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, it is. It is because it's included in the Ubisoft Originals, Ubisoft Plus thing. That it oh, is, okay. is enrolled within PlayStation Plus. That's where I played it. So, makes sense. I highly encourage people to try it out because then you'll feel like me. You'll realize how robbed we are with a story like this. Play it so you can be sad. <laughs> yep. That's what I just took away from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
okay. That's why well, you need to play Last of Us Part 2. I don't think anybody was listening after you said Breath of the Wild sucked, so... Hey, that you know, people are entitled to their opinions. They're allowed to be wrong. Okay, we're going to go ahead and jump to this next one, which, again, uh, is um, which is talking about Dawn Trail, which is going to be the new 7.0 expansion. It was announced at the uh, FanFest in Las Vegas, the Final Fantasy FanFest. Um, so we're going to see the signs of the seventh dawn journey to a new world. Um, so they're going to go like on the map there. It says that they're going to go West, I believe is what they were saying. Um, so we do know that there are some new, um, let's see jobs. So they have confirmed that there will be a melee DPS and a ranged magic DPS. The melee DPS is confirmed to use striking gear, um, Yoshi P did his usual t-shirt tease and he was wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shirt. Um, so I don't know what like job could come from that. Cause there's already a ninja. So I don't know, I don't know what that means, but, um, you know how Yoshi P is. Um, so he, uh, so we have that. So most likely, um, we'll get the first job at European Fan Fest and the second job at the Final Fan Fest prior to launch. Um, no announcements on any new races. There is some new, um, what are they called? Um, mm, mm, mm. There's some new locations that you can see and new story details you can see, um, as well as um, some new, um, they're not called races. What are they called? Um Allied tribes. There we go. That's what I was looking for. So be lots of new dungeons and trials and fun stuff. You can go and look at this um, attack of the fanboy article. If you want to see like all of like the screenshots and stuff, but uh, it looks really cool. Oh, level cap increase is going to be to 100. So that'll be cool. Um, I'm excited. And the trailer looked fun. So I'm excited to be traveling with everybody. That was like gibberish to me for for a couple of minutes. That was great. Um, yeah, I'm sure it, it's very exciting for those that play Final Fantasy XIV. I do technically cover Final Fantasy XIV quite frequently um, in some of the IGN work I do, but I literally go to the Final Fantasy XIV website, copy the text that I don't understand, and then paste that into the IGN page covering the news. And I just hope that people that understand Final Fantasy XIV know what I'm referencing. Um, Fair enough. So I think, I think, and we don't necessarily have to talk super long about this, but arguably, again, not meant to be derogatory, the, the thing that's interesting about the Final Fantasy XIV stuff recently for me is that they announced that XIV is coming to Xbox. Hmm. That is very interesting. Which we know was always technically the plan, but back in the day when it first Weird launched, timing. Xbox didn't um, allow for crossplay, so they didn't make an Xbox version. And I know that technically, over the years, Square and uh, Xbox have both been adamant that they are still intent on making it work, and obviously now they have. Um, but it is interesting that it's come now 
obviously it's not like these things can be rustled up in a split second in a reactionary thing to oh god xbox is gaining ground they've bought abk we need to make sure we're still buddy buddy with them that's not how these things work but timing wise it is like oh oh interesting and again this is a dedicated fan event where all this stuff was announced so again it's not like it's off the cuff random yeah but optics wise it is weird to see like square ignoring xbox for the longest time not giving any not giving a care in the world towards them and then they announced 14 is coming and then they have the whole spiel of we're partnering with all future games it's like what does that mean yeah it's it's really interesting oh i did forget to say it's it's coming summer 2024 mm. <laughs> i forgot to yeah. say that but yeah i'm very i think that that it. coincides with when the xbox version of 14 is launching as well um, probably or very close. Yeah, uh, it might honestly be a little bit before. Just would be my guess to allow to... people to catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I did read somewhere early 2024 for the Xbox version. I think, but um, regardless, it is it is interesting. Um, you know, as someone you you've played thousands of hours. Um, yeah, well over a thousand. It, I. I would imagine you would recommend it to a lot of people and it's cool um, now that a lot of people get to play it yes that is cool and i i would recommend it um and if you play it let me know because i need friends to play it with ah, I, um, I will okay. not be playing it me specifically but are we friends <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> damn you walked Damn. into that one. We're really yeah, I did. Friends. I did. Yeah, but... We're really close friends. Okay, so I just wanted to like bring this up just in case. So currently, so as of at April third, twenty twenty three, there is a hundred and ten hours of cutscenes in Final Fantasy fourteen. Damn. <laughs> so just understand what you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to dissuade you from getting into it. It is. It's not just cutscene after cutscene. You don't just like watch that straight through. It's like cutscene dungeon trial playing in between <laughs> like it's not see, just like see through. people it's not just final fantasy 16 that's got a lot of cutscenes it's just a thing that the franchise has always had um also not that it's correlated specifically to dawn trail but this whole thing agreement with xbox it does not mean xbox is buying square enix that's just not happening categorically definitively 100 not happening it could happen in the future but but it's just not going to. It's not happening right this second. It, but it's it's just not going to happen. But maybe we're seeing the beginning of the friendship. If if Square Enix sells to anybody, we all know it will be Sony. Yeah, I I, I would like to see. I would like to see a lot of people stay <laughs> like independent. Of so do I. I don't want any publishers being acquired, but, but you know we've opened the doors now. So <laughs> game on, right? Yeah. I'm All sure right. that with with this deal as well, uh, Xbox would would like to, you know, that's why they're establishing this, or part, maybe one small reason why they're establishing this relationship. They mm. want to be like, hey, we're buddy buddy now, and then in a few years time, maybe we're even more buddy buddy, and then we could buy you because we'll just offer you an absurd amount of money. But mm -hmm. hopefully not. Hopefully not. They release a Persona PlayStation. I mean, not PlayStation, Xbox. <laughs> anyway. That, that, that's not Square Enix. 
No, but they're just gonna buy everybody, right? Oh, I see. I see. I see what you mean. I'm with you. I'm with you. The final story is is a, is a little, little small one to round us off. Yeah. It appears that Somerville is heading to both PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four. Uh, developer Jumpship appears to be set to release. That's um, that's bad uh, bad grammar there, but okay. <laughs> appears to be set to release. I guess that technically worked, but it reads badly. <laughs> the science fiction adventure game Somerville on the PlayStation Five and PlayStation Four, as as is always the case, a trophy list for the game has been made available on Exophase. Uh, so Somerville released for the Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PC via Steam, and Game Pass in November last year, 2022. Um, Jumpship was acquired by Thunderful in that same month that year. Um, and Jumpship cre keeps creative autonomy, autonomy under Thunderful Games and will continue to develop top-class story-driven narrative games. Um that, that's it. It looks like some of it was coming um, to PlayStation. They're in England. Uh, they are. They are. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we've seen this quite a few times relatively recently. Uh, we saw it with, what was it, High on Life? Mm -hmm. um, that basically got leaked the exact same way. I wouldn't be surprised if over the next couple of days it randomly appears like High on Life did. Just out of the blue. Um, now the, the the jig is sort of up. Obviously, there could be internal stuff that's preventing that, but mm -hmm. coming very soon, regardless. Um, I probably won't be playing it. It looks kind of cool. I actually didn't even know that this game existed, to be completely honest. And so I I might actually be playing this. So here's the thing aesthetically everything about it i love i love the okay. whole sort of invasion thing i love the fact that it's from people that did limbo and inside because i love both of those games but the reception on it has not been great really um and it like 88 percent on google hold on let me look up a couple other scores at least as far as i have seen Maybe I'm looking in the wrong places. Oh yeah, six out of ten on Steam and on GameSpot. Yeah, I guess which, which isn't terrible like by it, any but means. Nobody else does. <laughs> but it's not like as god tier and iconic as as those other games are, which isn't not necessarily a fair parameter to judge it up against. But also, it kind of is because if you're if you're pinning yourself as you know the, some of the developers behind this iconic game and this iconic game. If, if your game underwhelms to any extent, you are inherently shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. Um, but still, on the flip side, I get why you would want to market it that way, because technically it is the truth. But yeah, like I... If, if this was a thing that launched into the catalogue, mm -hmm. I, I would probably play it, or at least try it out. But same with like when High on Life came. Like if that was a monthly game or launched into the catalog, I would absolutely play that. But releasing at full price when I know that the reception wasn't excellent, I I sort of 
I'm more inclined to be stringent and just wait because it still feels like a game that will eventually. That's what I was just way. about to say. Is it yeah. probably? It looks like a game that would eventually come to mm-hmm. um, to the catalog. So maybe I'll wait as well. I mean, not that I I I have way too much to play as you point out all the time. <laughs> it's, it's a relatively short experience from everything I gather, like the other games of its uh, predecessors. But I think it depends on the price point, which is an obvious mm. thing to say. But if it if it releases at a lower price because it is not a brand new title, but then High on Life released kind of full price or close to it. So and that these two games aren't comparable, but but still my point remains that if it is at a lower discounted price, I, I might be maybe it won't be. But probably not. No. It'll probably they'll probably do like a ten percent off initial sale, and that's probably gonna be it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, we have made it through the news. Um, we are almost at an hour and a half. Do you want to touch any of the Limitless? If if you want to do one quick, why not? Will there be a Returnal 2? Oh, you chose that one. Interesting. Um, if I was a betting man, I would say no. I don't think so. Um, One, because Housemark historically haven't returned to IP. They have consistently just done new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, without spoilers, there are things contextually within the story of Returnal that would not entirely break the narrative and the concept but how do i put this um returnal works very 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 well as a singular isolated one and done experience i think that whilst technically there is capacity to do a sequel i think that it would diminish some of what the first game accomplishes. So I would wager that Housemark will just move on to a new IP. Um, And I don't even think by extension that means that we would get a return or two down the line. I don't even think they would return to it unless, unless of course they had a really interesting, compelling idea. But I still think that even if they did, it would tarnish is a harsh word, but would tarnish some of what the first game stands for which i know is a very artsy fartsy kind of argument to make (laughs) but still i think that it's worthwhile to to mention okay now follow-up question to that question yeah do you think if apple bought the story rights and did a tv show that that would be cool because i feel like that would be cool for eternal Uh uh-huh Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it would be... Just give it to the Severance team. Yeah, like uh, something very... Severance and Foundation, give it to those teams and say, hey. (laughs) Yeah, like I I think, obviously, as you would with any uh, cross-media translation, 
it would have to be a very different kind of show mm-hmm. um it would be far more like psychological thriller i think it wouldn't necessarily focus on the the shooting elements and you know um treading through different biomes over and over and over again i still think that the sort of live die repeat essence would still be there obviously but um it would probably be much more focused on celine as a character and who she is and the backstory that the game dives into i'd also want more world building stuff too yeah the world is really cool and and that you know again without spoilers that does come throughout the rest of Returnal, especially towards the end, things start connecting in really interesting, compelling ways. But I think that the giving the runtime of a TV show that can cut out the gameplay fact segment um, and trimming it down to just the, the, the narrative story beats could be a very good show. Um, I think so. Like, can you imagine like that first like moment where she finds like the recorder like of herself? I think and that would be cool. It's just her dead body in front of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that'd be really yeah. cool. I'm into it. Do you know what else would work really good as a show? What? Ted Lasso? Oh. <laughs> Resistance would work really good as a show. Um, I have no concept for Resistance whatsoever. I don't know what it's about. I don't know anything about it. Resistance 3 is like one of the most underrated narratives in a game. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, they're just not going to ever bring back the franchise. Same as what, like, I, I know they have Spider-Man now, but why wouldn't they bring back in Infamous as well? Because Infamous is a great franchise with so much potential. <laughs> even even just, just, just meet me in the middle and just do Killzone. Because Killzone, whilst technically more generic than, the, than something like Resistance, it is still... A, a a name recognized FPS that is is worthy of who did re- rebirth. That was Gorilla. Okay. So, but they're like they've got seventeen Horizon things apparently. So yeah, I was gonna say unless they hand the franchise to somebody else, I which I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with. Blue point. I think it is <laughs> just just generic enough of an IP that somebody else could handle it. Hmm. I mean, the thing is with these franchises that are older and that you just don't really have access to playing a lot of the older games, like I know that some of them are available to play, but not all of them. Like for Killzone and Resistance, it might be a good idea to either like completely reboot the franchise or do remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we'll see something like that. Yeah. And I think both could work for both of those things. I think remakes or reboots. Are, are worthwhile ventures for both of those franchises because the original entry in both of them are old. I mean, the first Resistance was a PS3 launch game and Killzone obviously dates back even further than that. So it's not like it's not like a, oh, we're going to remake Last of Us Part 2 for PS5 because <laughs> that, is, that is stupid. But, you know... That those would be worthwhile ventures for me, at least. That you know, I'm I'm speaking from the heart. I don't know how much widespread appeal <laughs> that would make in terms of money, but for sure, just just do it, PlayStation. Just do it. You're doing you're doing Twisted Metal for God's sake. If you're doing Twisted Metal, you can do Resistance. Just I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, I really appreciate 
hanging out with us. Um, I do want to give out a shout out to our patrons since we missed that at the beginning. Um, but our current patrons are Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nicolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, The Xbox Expansion Pass, and Alpaca Tom. Thank you guys so much for your support. Really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash save the game media. One dollar will get you one person closer to tattoos happening. No. <laughs> I didn't I didn't specify, just tattoos. But we all know. <laughs> we all know, Brie. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, also you can hang out with us in the Discord. The link is always going to be in the show notes. So please come and hang out. We are also doing the Spider-Man 2 giveaway, so do that. Just as a reminder. Um, but where can people find you, Sam? I'm not going to say Twitter anymore because Twitter just doesn't exist. X. X. Um, I'm not even <laughs> going to say that. I'm just going to say in general because it is technically always been the truth. People can find me on various social media platforms at Samini, H-E-A-N-E-Y. Okay. TikTok? That, that, that's a negative. No, not, no TikTok. Boo. Okay. Well, just making sure. China ain't getting my information. <laughs> my God. Except they already have with all the other social media. Platforms. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you can find me at Fabulous Brianna. Um, F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. Um, bunch of places you can find me. Um, yeah. Until next TikTok time. would just consume my life. That's uh, I just... I, the scrolling, there's already too much of it. I can't do it. It is very addicting. It is very addicting. But you get some really good memes, so. Is that worth the sacrifice? I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>